0: Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Show. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor. Thanks for coming back and hanging out with me. Good to have you. Happy 2020. Oh, isn't it fun just thinking about the beginning of a new decade? Everybody keeps saying that they're like intimidated by it. I don't know. I don't get it. To me, it's just fun. It's like this wide open space of possibilities and all kinds of things that we can create and do and be not going to lie, I'm really happy that the holidays are over. (laughs) Something about the holidays are just a lot to me, so I am looking forward to uh, what is to come. I am a new mom, as many of you know. I have a seven-month-old Zion the Lion. He is enormous. He wears size 12 to 18-month clothes, and like I said, he's seven months. Um, (laughs) We just took him to the, the, I was going to say the vet, Wrong doctor, the uh, (laughs) pediatrician yesterday, and um, he's in the 98th percentile for weight and height and off the charts for head, which is all his mom. So we are happy, very grateful to have a healthy baby boy, and it's just been really fun um, getting to know him and especially his personality coming to life as he's getting a little bit, you know, bigger and more more, uh, with it, I guess. <laughs> so it's been fun. And, um, you know, you guys can follow some of our adventures over on Instagram. I'm realizing I'm, I'm now that annoying Instagram mom that originally had an identity and a life. And now it's like all my child. So <laughs> I'm realizing I need to take some photos of just myself. I get it, but I can't help it. He's so cute. So you can follow us over at uh, Dr. Low. It's D O C T O R underscore L O over on Instagram, and let's see, what do I have to tell you guys? Oh, yes, if you are local in San Diego, I would love to personally invite you to an event that I will be speaking at. It is January 16th. It's a Thursday night at 6 o'clock, so Thursday, January 16th at 6, at Level 4 PT. This is a physical therapy office. The topic is women's wellness, Uh, wine hormones and sex so we're going to be talking about hormones we're going to be talking about symptoms like painful sex mood changes you know libido changes hot flashes fatigue you know issues with your metabolism just kind of a lot of the symptoms that come along with menopause we're talking all about that and sexual health um, with my friend Dr. Dawn who is a physical therapist she actually came on the show a few weeks ago so if you're local check it out Go over to level4pt.com slash events, and you can check out that and register for the talk. So hopefully I get to meet you. I am all about getting my little booty in shape after having Zion. It is not so easy after having a baby, I will say, uh, to get the weight off. I thought it would be super easy, but not so much for me. So it's been really fun, though, I will say. Um, getting back in the gym and just trying some new stuff out and just getting some cute clothes back on. So I have just decided I'm not going to pressure myself to get back into my old clothes. I've just said I'm putting that aside and getting some new stuff. I've been loving the stuff from Fabletics. You guys have probably heard me talk about it on the show before. Fabletics is one of the sponsors of the show. Thank you so, so much. I love them. Their clothes are super cute. They're affordable. Honestly, I think they're just as nice in terms of quality as something like Lululemon, and they are so much more affordable. You can get two pairs of their leggings for $24 for my listeners. So to do that, you can check them out over at fabletics.com. That's F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S.com slash Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O. And you can check out that deal. If you enter your email, you can take a little style quiz, and then they will customize a whole like athletic wardrobe for you. It's pretty cool. Their stuff is so cute. So, so cute. Their styles are always changing. They're always different and um, really affordable. So I love them and they're created by Kate Hudson. I mean, how much cuter can you get? So check them out. Love them. One of the supplements I have been loving lately is the Organifi Immunity. So if you guys haven't been using this, it is something that is a great addition to your wellness superhero belt, especially to prevent getting sick during this cold and flu season. So let me tell you about it. So you guys are familiar with uh, emergency, right? Emergency, yeah, you know, it's, it's a decent formula. The only thing about it I don't like is it's loaded with fructose. Fructose is a sugar that's not so good for your liver. So all in all, I'm not a fan of emergency. This is my favorite alternative to that. It has the same benefits in terms of the vitamin C, but it doesn't have the fructose in it. Um, It's it's sweetened with monk fruit, so it has a nice sweetness to it. It doesn't spike blood sugar at all. And it also has some medicinal mushrooms. It has turmeric, olive leaves. So it has a lot of really great superfoods. Loving that. So I highly recommend during the cold and flu season to take one packet every single day. You can get that this and any of the other supplements at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And for my listeners, you can get 20% off all the products if you enter Dr. Uh, 20. So D R L O 20 at checkout. And enjoy. Without further ado, let's get into the meat of the show. Oh, and also stay tuned for the end of the interview because I'm going to give my Uh, top tips for dealing with anxiety. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a very important topic on this episode and I was just chatting with my guest a minute ago before I started to record that I haven't done this, this topic in a really long time considering this show has been going on for since like 2011, we are long overdue for a show on anxiety. I know for many of you, this is a very common thing that you guys struggle with. And I can say for myself personally, for sure, this has been something throughout my life. I've had to find different solutions that that work, you know, and sometimes things that would work in, in one phase of my life doesn't work in the next. And I have to always, you know, find different things that can help. And, um, So I'm really looking forward to what this guest has to say about this topic. And I'm sure a lot of you guys will agree. So a little bit about my guest, Dr. Sandra, is it Scheinbaum? Scheinbaum. Scheinbaum is passionate about transforming our broken healthcare system, as am I, and empowering people to become CEOs of their own health. I love that. She believes that great health, that, that a great health coach is the ally each of us needs to make healthy changes that actually last. She founded the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy in collaboration with the Institute of Functional Medicine, where her health coach certification program has trained over 1,500 coaches and counting. It's amazing. A clinical psychologist for over 35 years, she's an expert in positive psychology and mind-body medicine and the author of Functional Medicine Coaching, also Stop Panic Attacks in 10 Easy Steps, and How to Give Clients the Skills to Stop Panic Attacks. Amazing, amazing. Dr. Sandy, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to be here, Dr. Lowe. It's so great to have you. And I know I read your, your professional bio, but I'd love to hear a little bit of your personal bio. I know for from, from many of us, what we're drawn to in medicine is something we had to overcome for ourselves. So is there a reason why anxiety is a passion of yours? Uh, for sure. If you had asked me when I was in
1: my early 20s, I would have said, I'm an anxious person. Mm. And I would have elaborated by saying, well, that's because I come from a whole line of worriers. My mother was a worrier about everything, probably my grandmother and her mother. And so it's just in the genes and I'm just a natural born Warrior, and I was really good at it. I was so good at it that I had debilitating panic attacks where I literally thought I was having a heart attack. I was going to pass out and I had to go to the emergency room. I had to call paramedics, breathe into a paper bag. And once I learned how to stop them, once I learned how to change my thinking and practice some really effective mind-body strategies simultaneously and anxiety became a thing of the past. So now I can say I'm a person who can experience wonderful feelings of calmness. That's great. So you wouldn't classify yourself
0: as an anxious person anymore?
1: No, that is one of the most destructive things that we do. And unfortunately our medical system supports this it focuses on what's wrong with you coming up with a diagnosis and for many many years as a clinical psychologist I was seeing these individuals and they would come in and they would say well my doctors you know I have anxiety disorder I have panic disorder and uh, he wants me on this medication and he thinks that I will be on it for the rest of my life and if I have to do that that's fine with me
0: yeah it's like they give up the power it's like that, that becomes part of their identity. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So do you think that anxiety is a legit diagnosis though, or is it just not really in most cases?
1: So in traditional psychology, psychiatry, it is all about the label. And it's, they think, okay, this is the, looking at a cluster of symptoms and then they put a name on it. And it's naming it. Now that it has a name, then we can find a way to treat it. That's the conventional systems. There's something wrong with you. We're going to label it. And now how are we going to fix you? And what that does is it sets into motion a mindset that can be really, really destructive. Because now that's how you come to see yourself. And often you think, well, this is just me, and I, well, I I will just have to live with this condition. But there's another approach, and this comes from functional medicine, which blends so well with a positive psychology approach. These are two operating systems, if you will, that address what we need to thrive. And so when you are thinking, well, yeah, I have symptoms of anxiety, but 100% of the time, with no exception. So you may ask yourself, are there ever times when I am anxiety-free when I am not anxious. Perhaps you are doing something that you love so much. You're with your family. You're watching a movie that's funny and you're laughing and you're not saying to yourself at that moment, I'm anxious. So it's representing a transitory state. It's a habit. And I like to think Mm. of this cluster of symptoms as bad habits that the body got into. And often this starts very early on in childhood, even in infancy. And we just become accustomed because it's habit. It becomes our habitual way of responding. However, habits can be changed often in very tiny baby steps. You can change, and the good news is the brain is really wanting to build these new neural pathways, so that the pathway for calmness, peacefulness, relaxation, peace of mind becomes stronger. And so it takes more and more. So another to get into an anxious state. So what you can build is resiliency, hardiness, and a different way of being.
0: Wow. That is a fascinating way to look at it. I've never heard of it referred to as, um, you know, that these symptoms are just patterns that the body got into. That's fascinating.
1: and the body got into it for a good reason. It's acting intelligently. Correct. It's going into a stress response. And right. the stress response can be very, very low level where you're just kind of on edge and you're going throughout the day kind of keyed up and any little thing might set you off and maybe you notice some muscle tension, you're constantly bracing, breathing shallow, but then it can be a little stronger where it can go even to the level like what I experienced of a full-blown panic attack where your heart's pounding. You can feel it. You can't, feels like you can't breathe, like you're not going to get enough air, like you're going to pass out. And so that would be a very extreme form of anxiety.
0: Right. Correct. So, you know, I've heard people refer to anxiety being very closely related to excitement and that it's just the same thing. You just got to relate to it as excitement instead of anxiety. What's What's your take on that?
1: Uh, I've done that for years. <laughs> um, and I, I love when something that I was focusing on and teaching people like in the 70s is now like I'll be listening to a podcast and I'll hear somebody say that and say, yes, yes, this is becoming popular. It's trending. Cool. Whereas in the 70s when I was, was doing it, it was pretty unheard of. It was pretty radical. Right, right. Yes, true. what I would do is I would tell people, uh, let's say they were preparing for a talk. They had to give an important speech at their work or they were trying something new and they were, before a big game, for example, often kids were trying out for, a, remember one girl was trying out for a cheerleading squad and so anxious and we turned it into the feelings of excitement, feeling charged up like, yes, I'm all pumped up and I'm ready. So you're turning what is perceived as a danger signal, because if you interpret what your body is doing as oh, danger, um, you know, what if I don't make it? What if I pass out? Um, what if I get embarrassed myself and make a fool of myself and forget what I'm supposed to say while I'm talking? And instead, if you label it excitement, well, that's something good. That feeling of just, yes, full of zest and energy and excitement. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to have a different mindset. And what will happen is you'll be able to think more clearly. And so your performance will be so much better. Just a simple word change. And words are very powerful.
0: Yeah. And even just making it to where it's an actually an enjoyable experience. (laughs) You're not just suffering through it exactly yeah so let's say someone listening is going I am such an anxious person I'm anxious all the time where where can they even start
1: yeah so I would challenge you to say is that accurate because when you say and this is comes from if you ever took a course in logic like in high school and college so it would be I'm an anxious person that's like saying I have blue eyes Mm-hmm. Well, yes, 100% of the time, that's your trait. That's not going to change. But I'm an anxious person would be illogical. It's a reasoning error. Yeah. And this comes from the world of cognitive behavior therapy, where you break down what you tell yourself and find that it's crazy. It's nutty thinking. It's illogical. So then you would say an alternate. I'm a person who has a bad habit of may, of just getting ch- charged up, starting to worry, uh, my body uh, is braced for danger too much. Mm-hmm. But I would say, have you had moments that are the opposite when you, maybe you were again, so involved in some activity that you love and you forgot yourself and you felt good. Well, if you have even one moment in your life, that's like that then that negates that all or nothing blanket statement, I'm an anxious person. Right, right. And to do this all or nothing thinking, and also we exaggerate. So you may be going around saying, this is awful. This is horrible. This shouldn't be happening. This is terrible. I can't stand this. So you start to catch those awful, horrible, terribles. I must do this. So what's happening is the body at some level is interpreting those words as do or die. It's danger. And so you're activating a stress response that's biological. Mm -hmm. And every word, every thought we have, think of it like a big sorting system, like you're sorting piles of laundry and there's only two. There's darks and there's lights. There's no in between. And so everything that goes into that dark pile is going to activate a stress response and everything else is either neutral to positive, and it won't.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this person listening is going, okay, got it. So I'm not an anxious person, so you called me on that, but I do experience anxiety more often than I would like to. So love how do that. I? Yeah, yeah right? Cause, but I love that. It's more empowering.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because now there's, there's like something to change, like rather than you're just giving up. So it's right. a growth mindset. Right.
1: So you can shift. So if a thought comes in that is, um, let's say something is going on that you tend to worry, and one of the signs that you uh, that you can shift your thinking or your or your language would be if you're in the future. So anxiety is often what if what if this happens? What if I'm late? What if she doesn't like me? What if I make a mistake? I just had a, a big open house um, and I did a lot of cooking, making desserts, and I was getting into that. It's so easy to fall into that pattern. Like, what if I run out of food? What if we don't have enough of this? What if this dessert I'm making you know, falls apart? Or, um, <laughs> and so it, it's a what if. And the very simple way To change that, you simply put a so in front of it, and then you imagine it. So what if is the, uh, there's going to be a negative consequence. But when you put a so what if, then you imagine yourself dealing with it. And what you're doing is building hardiness or resiliency. So what if I'm late? What's the worst thing that can happen? Can you imagine? Have you ever been late before? So what if I screw up? Um, So if I'm speaking to an audience, giving a presentation, so what if I forget what I'm going to say? What's the long-term consequence? Will I remember this event in a year? How about five years? How about 10 years? Will it matter? And so then you can go back to what really does matter in your life. And then some people may say, but let's say you're worried about, you know, something that would be truly bad. And so uh, you have a chronic illness, and you're worried about the consequences of that. Um, you are, um, what if there's a, an accident, for example. Like, like, so what you would do there is focus, again, you're in the future. <clears throat> and I would say to you, Are you a fortune teller? Do you know? Prove to me with 100% certainty, as if you were a witness in a court of law, can you prove that this is going to happen? Or is it just in your mind? Yes, it could. It's in the realm of possibility. But is it happening at this moment? Right. At this moment in time? Are you safe? Or are you in danger? And you start to bring in the element of safety i remember doing this with somebody who would always lie in bed all night her kids were adolescents and they were out driving and and she couldn't get to sleep she was worrying about them i think they were in college and they came home and she just like oh she's not home something happened i'm sure of it well how how are you why are you sure where's the evidence right at this moment is there any evidence And that can be a
0: a very helpful technique. Totally. Yeah. I had a guest on the show probably about a year ago, Catherine Dixon, who is a coach of mine. And I love an exercise that she would tell me to do that. Whenever I was feeling anything other than feeling empowered or happy or whatever, I was in someone else's business, right? So it's like our business, other people's business and God's business. So if we're ever, feeling upset or anxious or anything, it's because we're not in our business. We're in someone else's business. You know, if we're in someone else's business, we're thinking about what, a, you know, what does this person think about me or whatever, right? So exactly. That, yeah, that is so, so
1: powerful. And how do you know that you are in the moment you can tune in to your breathing?
0: So that's Correct.
1: always in the moment
0: yes exactly that's such a perfect way to always bring you back to the moment because you always have that i love that you know and i love having tools that we can always use even if we don't have our purse on us (laughs) or whatever right we don't maybe we don't have that supplement at you know that's like real close to us to use but we always have our breath the body
1: is very powerful it wants to return to homeostasis it wants to return to a quiet state and so when we get worked up, it's, it is acting intelligently because it's tr- it thinks there's danger. Yeah, and exactly. And it's trying to protect us by having all of these signs that are you know, tension and bracing and uh, what we can do as we tune into our breath. And the key here is to slow it down. So it's belly breathing, but the main focus is to slow it down, think of slow motion breathing. And as you do that, what will happen is something else starts to slow down, your thoughts. And you start to catch the ones that aren't making sense, that are catastrophizing. And then you pull back from that and it becomes easier. And every time, this is the cool thing, every time you go through this process, You're building those neural pathways and it's like exercise. It's like working out. Well, if you go to the gym and you start lifting weights, so when you leave that workout, well, you're not going to see a noticeable difference. It's building over time. And many people who start to practice this, they say, well, I'm still anxious. It's not working. Well, it's practicing. Think about when you first learned anything that's now so automatic. Right. To read. Well, at first, it was a time consuming process to read a sentence. You had to sound out all of those vowels and consonants, and it took a while. Uh, same with learning to drive or anything else that you are now proficient at, and it's so automatic. The same thing here. It'll get automatic as you practice. And if you simply see it this way as practice, I've got into these bad habits. Now I'm going to practice a
0: different way. Yeah, absolutely. So for those people who are prone to feeling anxious on a regular basis, so the different practices you talk about are breath work, right? Being able to, um, what, let's talk a little bit about um, kind of the biochemistry of anxiety. So from a nutritional perspective, what are some things people could think about there?
1: Sure. So think about a stress response that um, is resulting sometimes it's because we get out of balance. So we've talked about our thinking, gets out of balance, our breathing gets out of balance. But there's something else that can happen on a cellular level. And We need balance in what we're eating. We need the right nutrients to feed our brain. And so what happens when you are eating a some diet, that was certainly my story. So when I was in my twenties, I was not conscious of what I was eating. In fact, I used to binge nonstop on sugar mm. and I would go for days where I would just eat literally desserts and I never had a tremendous weight problem, but I remember I was um, a classroom teacher back when I was in my early twenties, and uh, in the, as a teacher of kids with learning disabilities, behavior disorders. So we, what was big then, was behavior management techniques that were actually used. This sounds horrible, but M and M's and other ways <laughs> of reward. So I would have. I would have an apron that was... These are kids with severe behavior disorders. And, oh, that's great, Susan. Wow. You know, you get... (laughs) And I would, like, you know, one for you and three for me. And when it was recess time, well, like, I was addicted to sugar. Well, what happens is that puts you in an excitatory state, and so, of course, that was feeding into my panic attack. So when I learned to balance nutrients, then that helped the body along, um, and so I think, think of it as kind of those are the raw materials, but if all you do is change your diet, that is often not enough. You're still going to be having the you know, irrational thinking, the catastrophic thoughts, the what-ifs, and so that is the place to start, but i'm a big believer in integrative, holistic approaches, so it's not just like one thing. Um, there are many things that people will say, "Oh, this helped me um, you know, There are um, certainly supplements that can can help um, but uh, and and hormones so very often, when you are in this exaggerated stress response all day long, then your, your hormones get out of balance. And so, you know, one of the things we need is we need enough good fats to, um, otherwise we don't have enough cholesterol and the hormone pathway starts with cholesterol. And there's something called the cortisol steel where our body is always in this state of danger. And so it has to preserve First, and so, in order to do that, we tend to go to make more cortisol, and therefore we're not getting enough to the feed the other hormones so I think working with a great practitioner to balance your hormones can be very helpful, so it is really the importance of a looking at it holistically. What do we need to thrive well, we need good food, good nutrients. We need exercise. So at the time I had my panic, I was not exercising. Exercising can be really helpful. There's a lot of sound research about power of exercise. And then the other area has to do with, you know, are we getting enough water and sleep? So if we're sleep deprived, we're more prone to go into a stress response. And so it's, putting all of those factors together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And finding your, your perfect little balance because everybody's yeah. so different. Yeah. I find for myself, so I, I share a lot about my own personal health on my show. It's like, whatever, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> so for myself, I have, I have dealt with a history of anxiety and depression throughout my life or, you know, various reasons. And for myself, I find that depression Definitely um, exercise helps the best with that. But for anxiety, it's really about me getting good sleep. That's key and balancing my blood sugar. If I'm skipping meals, I get so anxious because my blood sugar will crash and then I get that hangry, you know, kind of thing going on. So, um, and I find a lot of that for my patients as well. Yes, absolutely. So
1: it's looking at the whole picture and I think a big part of calming an anxious a mind that is tend to worry and prone to anxiety would be to know that you can't do this perfectly. And so as you start the process of letting go of these bad habits associated with anxiety or bad habits related to eating patterns, for example, that you can't do it perfectly. And so often we get this overlay where we get anxious about being anxious and we berate ourselves why can't i do this let's say after this talk you're going to start to implement some of these strategies but you find oh it's not working i can't do this what's wrong with me and that overlay of self-blame can be more destructive than the original state of being yeah and so accepting that and i think there's a big Uh, We tend to think that it's a complicated solution, but very often we can find the key in activities that we enjoy where we're very, very engaged. So before this talk, I was taking a tap dance class. Um, Dancing is my passion, and I take tap (laughs) class. And that is something that for that hour, it completely takes me away. And so what do you love to do? What's engaging? And if you're involved with a community, I also like to knit. And for many years, I was in a knitting group. And so having a community of people who uh, you connect with and activities that you love and ultimately having that leads to having meaning and purpose and often having that meaning and purpose. We train health coaches who often talk about having this calling to help others, and many people who've had some medical issues or now feel like, yes, they want to give back, they want to help others, and so that can be a great way Uh, when you are, let's say, you have found some strategies to uh, help you with anxiety, and now you want to connect with others and support them. That can be very, very powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I love this. And I, I love that these these uh different tools that you're sharing are are very simple and they're very doable and they work. I love that.
1: Thank you. Yes, they're
0: um they're practical. It's, it
1: doesn't have to be complicated. Exactly. No, it's, it's just true. very, <laughs> very simple ways to quiet your mind. Quiet it's your simple, mind. not always easy, but it's simple. Not <laughs> easy. Not easy. Yeah. Um, but if you sell tell yourself it's just
0: it's just practicing just practice totally Um, anything else about anxiety that that I'm not thinking to ask about Um, this is all super helpful
1: yeah I think you want to focus on your strengths yeah so how do we thrive how do we overcome adversity well if you are feeling anxious and you are then able to just stop and pause and ask yourself, what am I grateful for? What's coming to me at this moment that I can feel warmth flowing through my heart as I think of who I'm grateful for? Um, what do I love? What warms my heart? And the power of hope. You can also look around and what do you appreciate? So even just looking outside and seeing, you know, you might gaze upon something and think, wow, that's really beautiful. And becoming very aware of that. Focusing on your strength. We in positive psychology, we look at character strengths and a powerful one is bravery. Are there times that you were brave? It can be very little ways uh so focusing on that, focusing on that bravery. I'm uh, in an area where there's hiking trails, and at first, um I was describing myself as oh I'm very cowardly and what if I fall and i'm I'm old, I'm seventies, so this is not for me. um uh, climbing up and down these rocks, and little by little, I've been mastering it and applying twenty seconds of bravery. yes. I, I can do this. I can uh, exhibit that bravery. So whatever it is that's challenging for you to, to start to use words like I'm brave enough to apply 20 seconds of bravery or courage.
0: Yes. I love that. And just taking the time to look up and look around you and see the things around us. Cause we can get so caught in our internal tornado going on that we forget just to look at the life around us and how beautiful everything is. Um, it's beautiful. Um, well, I love it. I think this, this is really, really helpful for people. I think they'll, they'll get a lot of value out of this. How do people, um, follow what you're up to? How can they, uh, continue to, uh, you know,
1: yeah, they can yeah. find us at functionalmedicinecoaching.org.: medicine, functional medicine, mm-hmm. uh, they dot can org. find us on social media as well, it's functional med coach.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, doc, for coming on the show. I so appreciate you uh, taking your time and sharing your expertise with all of us. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Great talking with you. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode. You know, I was reflecting about, you know, kind of the things that I tell my patients in regards to anxiety because every professional has their own take on everything. And I loved the different techniques that Dr. Sandy talked about, I felt like they provided a lot of really great perspective about anxiety. You know, for me, I, as I was saying in the interview, um, you know, I am prone to anxiety and I know that, yes, that is a limiting belief, but even when I'm being really positive and, um, you know, objective about it, I still find that I'm still kind of prone to it. So I do feel like there is something in my biochemistry that makes me a little more prone to having it. And that's totally fine. So what I do for myself has provided a lot of relief and I wanted to share that with, with you guys. Um, and hopefully that can give you some, um, you know, some helpful tools for yourself if you deal with anxiety. So one thing I swear by it's a supplement that we actually carry at the clinic. I know shameless plug Um, And you can get any of these supplements over at um, shinenaturalmedicine.com. And then you just click on shop. We have these in our store. So I know I will say, yes, there is some financial gain here. I will be honest. But these are things I personally take myself. So I swear by them. One of them is called Chill Pill. I love Chill Pill. This is one that I will never not carry in my office. It is a beautiful formula of... Vitamins, minerals, and herbs and amino acids that help to calm the nervous system and help to boost GABA. So what is GABA? GABA is that neurotransmitter that is the calm, um, neurotransmitter in the brain. So it really helps you feel just relaxed. And this is basically what alcohol increases is GABA. Um, but obviously there's the, the, the side effects of alcohol that we don't want. So, you know, how do we increase GABA? Naturally, well, this is a great way to do this. Um, I love this. It also has a little bit of lithium in it, which is you know it's kind of controversial. People are like, oh, lithium. Oh my gosh, lithium is actually a natural mineral and it is something. It's an it's a natural element really, and it's something that um, our bodies need. So and a lot of us are deficient in that, and that can create a lot of anxiety. So I take one capsule twice a day, or actually, yeah, one capsule in the morning and one capsule at night. Um, the other one is magnesium. So the one that we carry at the office is CalMag Magic. We also carry that on that website. Um, and I take between two and four at bedtime. So what I love about the CalMag Magic is it makes me sleep so well. It just really helps to calm my brain, helps to relax my muscles. Um, it, I don't have issues with this to be, you know, TMI, but, um, A lot of people say that it helps with their bowel movements. It helps them to be more regular. So if you're prone to constipation, this can be a great option too. Um, And if you're under a lot of stress, chances are you have probably depleted a lot of your magnesium. So that's another one. Um, The other one is a great B-complex. So most people who I test for deficiencies come back as deficient in some sort of B vitamin. So I think doing a B-complex is a really great way to cover your bases. And it's like I said, if you're under a lot of stress, you deplete certain nutrients um, like magnesium and also our B vitamins. So taking a couple every morning, I think, can give you a really great sort of buffer to stress. Um, the one that I like is called the uh, B Shine Complex, um, and that's the one that we also carry in the store as well. So the last one that I wanted to mention is just a product um, is called One Hour Break. And this is a sublingual, which is under the tongue spray that you keep in your purse. And whenever you're feeling a lot of anxiety or stress, you basically spray five to 20 sprays under your tongue um, as needed. And basically what it does is it works, you know, very quickly because it's sublingual and it helps to increase GABA. That's a neurotransmitter I was talking about and helps to decrease stress hormones so it has, um, different, you know, herbs and, and, nutrients in it that work very well. Um, it's very intense the the taste, it's like a cinnamon or there's, um, I think like a mint, there's different flavors. So it's a little bit intense on the flavor, but that does work very well. This would be great for someone who, you know, maybe has stage fright or, you know, maybe is prone to uh, road rage. Maybe you can keep this in your car and do a few sprays before you get behind the wheel or maybe before you get on a plane, you know, something where you need relief quickly, it's not going to be as strong as a Xanax or something like that. But I just, anyway, I wanted to hop on here and just give you a few, uh, recommendations. If you wanted something a little bit more tangible besides, you know, just kind of like mindset or, you know, different ways to kind of think about things. Cause I know for me, I like both. I like having kind of the tangible and intangible, you know, tools, so anyway, love you guys. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, please, you know, shoot me a DM over on Instagram, send me a message, and I would love it if you're a fan of the show and you've been getting a lot out of it. If you could just take a sec and leave a review over on iTunes, that would be amazing. It would make my day. And you know, leave an honest review. If there's something specific you want more of, leave it in the comments, and I'm all about it. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.